السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إله الأولين والآخرين وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله المصطفى الأمين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك لعبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to another episode of our tafsir page by page and inshallah ta'ala today we are on page number 44 which is the third juz surah al-baqarah and we are coming towards the end of this surah of the Quran surah al-baqarah which is the longest surah of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in the previous episode or in the last couple of episodes we've been speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the evidences that point to his tawheed his right to be worshipped alone the evidences that point towards his uh, his powers and his abilities, his names and his attributes, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the previous episode, Allah Azza wa gave to us a number of examples of his power, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his uh, role as a creator and the sustainer of the heavens and the earth and the universe. So Allah Azza wa for example, mentioned the story of the Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam, in the debate that he had with the tyrant king Nimrud. And how Nimrud claimed that he could, just as Allah can bring the the dead or grant life and death, so can Nimrud. And so Ibrahim salam said to him, then Allah causes the sun to rise from the east, then bring it up from the west. And he was unable to do so. And likewise, we had the example of the other incident that Allah mentions without mentioning to us a name of the individual that is concerned. But a number of the scholars with tafsir were of the position that he was a prophet from the prophets of Allah who passed by a town that was decimated, ruined, completely destroyed. And he was fascinated as to how anyone could ever live in such a place after such ruin had visited it. And so Allah caused him to sleep for a hundred years, and then he brought him back to consciousness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him through this sign that Allah has the ability to resurrect subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third of those three examples is the one that we're going to begin our episode with today. And that is in verse 260 of Surah Al-Baqarah. And again, it pertains to the Prophet of Allah, Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wassalam. And the Prophet, of, uh, the Prophet of Allah, Ibrahim, alayhi salam, throughout the Quran, is one of the greatest Prophets of Allah, when it comes to this issue of establishing the proofs of the existence of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and His powers, and the reality of resurrection. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَإِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ أَرِنِي كَيْفَ تُحْيِي الْمَوْتَى قَالَ أَوَلَمْ تُؤْمِنْ قَالَ بَلَا وَلَكِنْ لِيَطْمَئِنَّ قَلْبِي قَالَ فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةً مِنَ الطَّيْرِ فَصُرْهُنَّ إِلَيْكَ ثُمَّ جَعَلْ عَلَى كُلِّ جَبَلٍ مِّنْهُنَّ جُزْءًا ثُمَّ ادْعُوهُنَّ يَأْتِينَكَ سَعْيًا وَاعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and when Ibrahim alayhi salam said My Lord, show me how you give life to the dead. So Ibrahim alayhi salam asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for a sign. And we know that the prophets of Allah والسلام, would be given miracles. And they would be given those miracles for their people to be able to show them the truthfulness of their message and the truthfulness 
of the message that they are calling to, which is the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also that the Prophets and Messengers of Allah والسلام, were given signs by Allah for themselves. And this is one example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Ibrahim السلام, asked Allah, Adini kayfa tuhyi al-mawta. Oh Allah, show me how you bring the dead back to life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, Do you not believe then? He said, Of course, yes, I believe. But just to put my heart at rest. So Ibrahim Islam, this questioning from him is not from a position of doubt. It is not from a place of confusion. It is not because he has some trepidation as to regards this pillar of Iman, that Allah will have resurrection, that there is life after death. He knows that that is the reality and he knows that it is the truth, but he seeks to want to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see this beautiful ability of Allah azza wa being played out before him. And so he says, no Allah, I believe, I already submit to you fully, but so that my heart will be further put at rest, meaning that I can increase in my iman, in my certainty, in my knowledge. And that is something which the believer should always seek because one of the lessons and benefits that we take from this story is that even the believer or even the one who feels and thinks themselves strong in their iman, strong in their belief, strong in their practice of Islam, should always seek to further make themselves steadfast, to further strengthen their faith and belief in Allah Azza wa Jal through seeking knowledge, through contemplating uh, the verses of the Quran, through doing acts of worship and acts of good that, that will help them come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Ibrahim salam wants to further himself in knowledge. He wants to have further insight into this particular issue. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replies and he says, فَخُذْ أَرْبَعَةٍ مِّنَ الطَّيْرِ Take four birds, four different birds, and train them to come back to you. And then take them and place them onto separate hilltops. And call them back and they will come flying to you. Ibrahim was told to take four different birds. Those four birds he was told to sacrifice. And then he was told to cut them up. Like you do if you're going to eat chicken or meat or whatever, you cut it up into small pieces. And then to mix those pieces together. So bird one, bird two, bird three, bird four have been chopped up into small pieces. Parts of bird one are mixed with two and three and four. And now each one of them is placed distinctly on four different mountain tops, four different hilltops. And then he's told, Udu'uhunna call out to each one of them. The name of bird one, whatever it may be, a falcon, an eagle, a pigeon, call out to it. And bird two, and bird three, and bird four, they will come flying to you. Allah resurrected each one, placed each one back with its own necessary components and parts, because each one has been mixed up with the other, and then they come flying to Ibrahim والسلام, and Allah concludes the verse by saying, hakim, and know that Allah is all powerful or wise. And so this is an amazing verse of the Quran that shows the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is just the tiniest and smallest example that Allah gave to the Prophet Ibrahim But rather we know that on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when the trumpet is blown and the hour is established and Yawm Al-Qiyamah begins, all of the people will be standing. All of the people will be standing. Allah will say, and it will be that they are all standing, watching and waiting. In a single moment, all of the dead jinn and humans will come back to life 
from the beginning of time until the end of time, all of them will be resurrected in a single moment. And that is the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this verse and the previous two verses that we took in the last episode, the first story of Ibrahim alayhi salam, the story of the man who goes across that city or that town that was ruined and destroyed. These are all signs of Allah azza wa jal. And we see these signs therefore all around us. Each one of them speaks to the signs of the universe that point to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you look at the heavens and you look at the earth and you look at the sun and you look at the moon and you look at the way that society is, the universe around us, how life works, death works, how the plant cycle works and, and the animals live and all of these things are signs of the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his power jalla fi ula. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gives in the next verse to 61 a parable concerning those people who spend in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because having that knowledge and insight into Allah's names and attributes, knowledge and certainty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should lead you to action and it should lead you to sacrifice for the sake of Allah and submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلَ فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ The example of those who spend their wealth in Allah's cause are like the grains of corn that produce seven ears, each bearing a hundred grains. Indeed, Allah multiplies, increase to whomsoever He wishes. Indeed, He is limitless and all-knowing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to us in the next number of verses now, Allah azawajal will speak about sadaqah and charity. And this will go on to our next episode as well. A number of verses now speak about this amazing act of worship. It is one of the greatest acts of worship that a person can perform, and that is to sacrifice their hard-earned cash their wealth that they so covet and love to hoard and to keep and to benefit from personally, to give some of that away for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with no return. Because usually when you give wealth or you spend wealth, you get something back in return. You go to the shop, you make a transaction. You give money and you get something back in return. Or you invest that money in the hope of getting a greater return of wealth. But sadaqah and any type of charity when you spend and you give, it is based on the principle that you don't get anything back in return. What makes charity charity is that you're not expecting anything back. Whether that be gratitude, whether that be acknowledgement, whether that be an award, whether that be some type of product or some type of service or some nothing. You get nothing. It is simply for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah Azzawajal gives the example of a single coin if you like. Kamathali habba, a single coin. When you give a pound, a dollar, a rial in charity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says his example is like that single seed, that single seed that you plant. And from that single grain or seed, you have a plant that produces seven ears. So if you have like corn, for example, you have one grain of corn that you gave. That grain of sweet corn that you gave, if you were to plant that, the example of that charity, that one corn, is that now it's grown another plant of seven ears. Because the corn, the whole hub, or the cob rather, of the corn is called an ear of corn. That corn is seven different corns on that single plant. And from on each one of those corns is a hundred grains further. So now from that one, you have multiplied it to 700. And that is each and every single time you give in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Azza wa says, Wallahu yudha'ifu liman yasha. And Allah will increase it for whomsoever he wills. And that is why the Prophet told us sallallahu alayhi wa that sometimes a single dinar 
overcomes a thousand dinars. They said, how, O Messenger of Allah, someone gives one dinar in charity, another one gives a thousand. He said, sometimes the one is more valuable, more precious, more rewarding than the one that gave the thousand. They said, how, O Messenger of Allah? He said, because this one who gave the one only possessed two, only had two. So he gave essentially half of his wealth for the sake of Allah. And as for the one who had a thousand, then he's someone who has millions and millions, hundreds of millions. For him, a thousand is like petty change. It's like pocket money, something which he doesn't even realize or recognize when he gives it in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore looks at a person's intention. He looks at a person's circumstances. He looks at a person's difficulty in terms of their giving, their nafs and all of those things. And then when they still give, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't just reward for the quantity, but he rewards for the quality and for all of those, the sincerity and everything else that goes into that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jalla in verse 262 then describes these people who give and the manner in which they give and he says subhanahu wa ta'ala الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ لَا يُتْبِعُونَ مَا أَنْفَقُوا ثُمَّ لَا يُتْبِعُونَ مَا أَنْفَقُوا مَنَّهُ وَلَا أَذَلْ لَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ لَهُمْ أَجْرُهُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ those who spend their wealth in Allah's cause and do not follow their spending with reminders of their benevolence or hurtful words will have their rewards with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no fear for them, nor will they grieve. In this verse, Allah Azza is, is an extension of the previous verse, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still speaking about the virtues and the rewards of giving sadaqah. And Allah Azza here describes not only those who give, because the previous verse is about the example in terms of reward of the giving. But in this verse, Allah Azza then speaks about the manner in which the giving is done as well, the charity is given. The manner Allah Azza is saying is that those people firstly do it for the sake of Allah, sincerely for the sake of Allah. It's their wealth, they're giving it for Allah's sake, not for any recognition, not for any thanks, for no worldly purpose other than to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. ثُمَّ لَا يُتْبِعُونَ مَا أَنْفَقُوا مَنَّ وَلَا أَذَى And then Allah says, nor do they follow up their giving with two things, one of two things. Number one is al-man. Al-man is when you remind people of the good that they did to you, you hold it over them. You lord over them with the charity that you gave them. So it's constantly on your tongue, constantly reminding them, constantly. So this person, not only did you give them something, but now for the rest of their life, you're holding them to it. So you say, don't you remember one, one, I gave you this? Don't you remember I did this for you? Don't you remember when you needed me, I was there for you? And you just remind them over and over again, especially when now you want something back. The guilt trip that takes place. You guilt them then into knowing and acknowledging their, your favor over them. That is called al-man. And that is something which is disliked to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because he means that your charity wasn't really for fi sabidillah, in Allah's sake, for Allah's cause, sincerely. Yes, you did it for Allah's sake, but a part of you also because you wanted favor over that person or you wanted them to remember that favor. And yes, when someone does good to you, you should remember the good that they did to you without having to be reminded. And if you don't remember, or that person doesn't remember the good that they did to you, then you shouldn't remind them. That is their problem, that's their character, that's their you know, traits and manners and so on, that's their issue. But for you, don't make your sadaqah be diminished, be demeaned by the actions that you do afterwards in terms of reminding others. Wala ada. Nor do you say anything which is hurtful or harmful or do anything which harms an individual after the sadaqah. You give the sadaqah and you say, oh, you're always begging. Or you give the sadaqah and you call them a name, or you're poor and you're destitute, and you say words that are hurtful to them, 
Right, you always begging, you always need me. You can't, you're useless. You can't do anything. You can never, and now you're giving them, but at the same time, you're harming them as well. If you're going to give, give with an open heart, give with pleasure, give with happiness, give for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah Azza wa Jal says, those people who can give without doing these things and do it sincerely for the sake of Allah, they will have their reward with their Lord, and that reward has been mentioned in the previous verse. And they will have no fear upon them, nor will they grieve. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in verse 263, still speaking about this issue of sadaqah and giving. A kind word and forgiveness is better than a charitable deed that is followed by hurtful words. Indeed, Allah Azza wa Jal is self-sufficient forbearing. From charity, and charity in Islam is a very wide concept. The physical, the monetary charity of giving wealth is only one aspect of charity. From charity is the good words that you say, the smile that you show, the good character that you possess, the help and aid that you give people physically. You may help someone with their bags or with their possessions or carrying something or lifting something. All of this is considered to be sadaqah in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, قَوْلٌ مَعْرُوفٌ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ giving a kind word or forgiving someone. It is better than the sadaqah that you give that is followed by some type of harm or by some hurtful words. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore in this verse and in the previous verses gives to us four levels of doing good towards others. The first of them and the best of them is the one that we mentioned. And that is when you give sadaqah for the sake of Allah Azza wa with a good, pure, sincere intention. And it's not followed by any harm. It's not followed by any remember, uh, reminders. It's not followed by any expectance of a favor being returned. That is the best of them. The second then is when you speak good to people. You can't give money. Maybe you don't have the wealth or you can't do it in that way. So you just speak to people and say nice things to them. Accept their apologies when they apologize. Forgive people uh, or say kind words to them. Say good words to them. Always be pleasant in your demeanor and in your speech. That is the second level of doing good because Allah says, The third level is maghfira, That you pardon people. So maybe you can't say stuff, maybe you're not good with your words, maybe you're not good with your money, but forgive people for the errors that they commit, the mistakes that they make, you forgive them and you pardon them for it. And the fourth level is the worst of them, and that is, or the least of them, I should say, and that is the one who gives the sadaqah, but then they remind or they have hurtful words. And that is the least of them because they have mixed good with evil. They've done a good act because they've helped someone with their money, but it's not something which is pure because they have then diminished that action with some of the evil that they have done. But those are the four levels that Allah Azza wa essentially mentions to us in these verses. In the final verse on this page, in verse 264, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, do not cancel out your charitable deeds with reminders and hurtful words like someone who spends his wealth only to be seen by people, not believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the last day. Such a person is like a rock which uh, is like a rock with earth on it. 
heavy rain falls and leaves it completely bare. Such people get no rewards for their work. And indeed Allah does not guide the disbelievers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this uh, verse and in the coming verses that we will take inshallah ta'ala in the next episode will give a number of parables and examples concerning people and their sadaqah. The types of people in the manners that they give sadaqah and those mannerisms or those descriptions and ways of giving have already proceeded. That's what we spoke about now. Those people who give sincerely, those people who give and then they follow up with reminders and hurtful words and so on. That's something which Allah mentioned in the previous verses. This verse and the coming verses now will speak about the example of those people in terms of the way that they give, in terms of their reward and their benefit that they attain. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the first of them is the one who spends in the way of Allah, uh, or rather Allah gives the first one the command. And that is that the command is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, that you should be from amongst the group of people that give sincerely for the sake of Allah, don't have any hurtful words, don't have any reminders, no issues at all. You should be from amongst those people. Be from the the group that Allah Azza wa Jal praised at the beginning. Be from those who give in the way of Allah, and then they don't follow up their giving with hurtful words or with reminders. Allah Azza wa Jal says, but rather the one who does that, who gives reminding, uh, saying hurtful words and others, he says the example of that person is like the one who gives not for the sake of Allah, not because they believe in Allah or believe in the last day or know that they will stand before Allah on the day of resurrection and be accounted for, but rather they are like the ones who give to show off. They give because they want their name to be known. They give because they want an announcement and acknowledgement and accolades in terms of this world. They give because they want prestige within their community and respect amongst their family and their peers. And you find this, that people want their name to be, and if you don't, mention their name or you're not going to publicize them or whatever else they will become upset and maybe that they will not give Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the example of this type of person is is like the example of a rock that has earth upon it meaning it looks like it is something which has a great deal to give a great deal to show earth that if you plant seeds upon it then it will grow and it will, because you think that the land is fertile. The land is something which is good underneath. It looks like it is plentiful in terms of the soil that it will be good. But then, they will come upon it heavy rain and the heavy rain will remove all of that soil from the face of that rock. Underneath is not something which is good and fertile soil, but underneath it is all rocky. So any seed that you plant, its roots won't be able to go in. It won't be able to shoot up in terms of the plant that wants to grow. Allah says that these people will become exposed, like that, that, that soil will be exposed from the face of the rock فَتَرَكَهُ salda, and it will be left completely bare. Now whether those people are exposed in this life, because Allah exposes them in one way or another, or people just know that this is their reality, this is their character, this is the way that they are, and people usually know this, even if they say to their face or they praise to their faces and so on, in their hearts or behind their backs, they will know that these are people who seek only uh, praise and only open type of acknowledgement. They don't really do it just for the purity of the action of giving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or Allah will make them from amongst those people that will be uh, exposed on the day of judgment as the Prophet told us وسلم, that from amongst the first people to be punished and thrown into the fire from amongst them is the one who is charitable and he will say oh Allah I gave in your way but Allah will say no rather you did so so that people will call you generous and kind charitable 
and that's what people said, meaning that you did it to show off, not for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, and then Allah will command him to be thrown into the fire, and Allah Azza wa Jal save us from that. And so here Allah Azza wa Jal is saying that they will be exposed, whether in this life, or whether in the next life. And that is why from the actions that the Sharia praises when it comes to giving charity, is as the Prophet told us وسلم, to give charity in secret. The Prophet said that from the seven that Allah will shade on the day of judgment is the one who gives charity to the extent that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand gave. Some of the scholars said that that means that they just give what they have without even looking, without even counting what they have in their hands. And others said it is an expression of how secretive they are. It is as if, obviously they know, because it's going from their bank account, it's going from their money, they know, but it's so secretive that it's as if one hand doesn't know what the other is giving. So even their closest family members don't really know and the closest people to them don't know how charitable they actually are. They have kept it secret because they want it to be just for them, between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there were a number of the scholars of the Salaf, alayhim rahmatullah, that you will find in their biographies were like this. People who would give during the night when it's dark, when no one would see that even their own families wouldn't realize that they've slipped out quietly just to go and help the poor and the needy. And the poor and needy that were being helped wouldn't know because they would wake up in the morning and find outside of their door food and wealth and clothing and other stuff and they wouldn't know where it came from. But they would just know that every so often periodically someone comes and he helps us in this way. And we found even amongst some of our teachers and the teachers of our teachers, may Allah have mercy upon them, people who tried to do this, people who would help in one way or another very secretively. Someone gets money and they're poor and they don't really know where it came from. Or someone gives it to them and says, I can't tell you who gave it to you, but they entrusted me with this and they said that it's for you. And there's no link between the receiver and between the recipient and the giver. And it is only done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is something which is pleasing in the sharia, pleasing to Allah azza wa jal, not least because it escapes a person from this dangerous hole of showing off and doing it other than for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah ta'ala in the next uh, episode we will continue with these verses which Allah azza wa jal will then give examples of other types of people who also give charity. But this is the first the one who does so for other than the sake of Allah azza wa jal does so to show off and for the purposes of the dunya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purify our intentions and make them sincerely for his sake subhanahu wa ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.